Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. Are you a woman who's ready to excel in her career and her life? Are you ready to be a professional saleswoman by using your inherent qualities? Are you a woman who wants to be better prepared for a leadership position? Then you're in the right place. Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman. It's about women in business, work-life balance, leadership, and current events related to gender communications. Be prepared to be inspired, motivated, and challenged. Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman is your connection to women nationally, internationally, and globally. So get comfy and see what the buzz is all about. Find out more at www.sellinginaskirt.com. Now, your host, Judy Hoberman, on C-Suite Radio. Have you ever been in a conversation with someone and one of the two of you either reading your emails or looking at your phone or daydreaming about what you have to do next and where you would rather be? Well, if you're the recipient of this, how does it make you feel? And if you're doing it to someone else, how do you think they're feeling? There is nothing more important than showing someone that you're interested in what they're saying by being present. What effect does it have on your business, your life, and even on your relationship? Well, being present means staying here, right here, right now, in the moment. Contrary to popular belief, human beings cannot multitask. Even though it feels like we're accomplishing so much at the same time, We really can't do anything well when we're focused on everything at the same time. So we ought to just do one thing, do it great. Now, most of the time is spent in the past of the future rather than in the present moment. What we end up doing is passing through that moment on the way to somewhere else. And in doing so, we miss the moment. That's how life ends up passing us by. We do it to ourselves. Now, there's a cartoon that was all over social media showing a man that was trying to get into heaven. And he's told, you know, actually, you had a pretty great life but you were so busy looking down at your phone that you missed it. Now, is that what you want to hear? And is that how you want your life and your business to function? Well, according to articles and studies that I've read, being present has to do with mindfulness. And mindfulness is the act of being here now or focusing your attention on what you're doing and your surroundings. Your mind is not in the past and it's not in the future. It's right here, right now. So the key to being mindful is to stay present. And there are some easy ways to do that. So how about this? How about if you reverse the order that you're doing things? You know, allow yourself to 
start all over by reversing the order in which you dry yourself off or the way you get dressed or you put your socks on or how you put your shoes on. This will help your mind stay out of its all too common auto settings and instead help you to stay in the present moment. And what about writing with your opposite hand or using the mouse with the opposite hand or brush your hair with the opposite hand? Refocusing is what you need now more than ever. Or reorganize your books, maybe organize them by color and pay attention to the full experience of walking. Have you ever done that? Or pay attention to the full experience of you breathing. Again, have you ever done that? Or change up your routine, drive to work in a different order, reverse the order in which you get ready in the morning, or eat something new for breakfast. Or periodically just stop and smile and be aware of what the response is in your body. How does that make you feel? And then take a deep breath. And while you hold it, notice and see if you can name a few things that you can see and feel and hear. Now, the point of these exercises is really to get you out of your routine and your habits and get into the present moment. It sounds simple, right? Well, like anything else we do, the hardest part is starting. So my challenge to you is to start while you're thinking about it. And if you think about doing things and you don't do them, stop doing that and rewind that tape and do it differently as well. Now, what about work? Are there any benefits of being present at work? Well, there's an article called The Amazing Benefits of Being Present at Work. It's by Cornerstone Dynamics, and they bring out some great points and even better insight. So the question is, how many times have you left a meeting, a presentation, or a training session and said to yourself, well, that was a waste of time? Well, perhaps the meeting facilitator was not prepared, or the presentation didn't resonate with you, or maybe the training session offered little in the way of new skills for you. Well, consider for a second, how focused were you? How many times did you check your phone? How many emails did you send? Did you give the session an opportunity to derive some benefit from it? Were you truly present? What are some of the benefits of being present at work and how can you achieve them? Again, what does it mean to be present? Well, when you're present, everything about you, what you're thinking, what you're feeling is completely focused and centered on what you're doing at that very moment. And we're not thinking about what happened earlier or what we're going to do next. When you're present, you're completely connected concentrating on and tuned into what's happening right now. So some of the benefits of being present at work are better business interactions, better problem-solving ability, and increased productivity. So being present in business situations also may seem easy, but it's totally not. It takes discipline. However, by making a commitment to be present, you'll realize great professional and personal rewards. Try it for a week. Keep a journal. Write down the situation, a meeting, a presentation, a training session. What steps you took to be present? and the outcome. It might be very eye-opening to see how different things are when you're actually present. As Carlos Slim said, live the present intensely and fully. Do not let the past be a burden and let the future be an incentive. We're going to take a short break to thank our sponsor, Walking on the Glass Floor. And when we come back, you'll hear from my guest who will share her thoughts about mindfulness and being present. This is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio, and we will be right back. What happens after shattering the glass ceiling? You're now walking on the glass floor. Walking on the glass floor, seven essential qualities for women who lead is a timely and indispensable business guide for all women, whether you're moving out of a dorm room or moving into an executive suite. Introducing readers to the seven keys to success in business and life, Judy Hoberman brings her fresh voice, sales savvy, and thoughtful approach to each of the essential and most powerful leadership qualities. Written in her trademark no-nonsense glass half-full prose, Judy's blueprint for business teaches all women how to cultivate and strengthen key skills that will serve them in both business and life. 
uncover amazing qualities they already possess that will help them lead and succeed and harness universal leadership qualities to continue reaching their full potential. By providing authentic real-life case studies and inspiring quotes throughout, Judy fills each page with the timely advice women need right now. Walking on the glass floor is like having Judy Hoberman sitting right next to you as your business mentor, personal life coach, and best friend all at the same time. You can order your own copy of the book at walkingontheglassfloor.com. Welcome back to Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio. Hold on to your seats. It's time for my guest, Holly Duckworth. She's a trailblazing keynote speaker and applied mindful leadership advisor. As a contributor to the New York Times, producer host of the Everyday Mindfulness Show and columnist to countless industry publications, she works with stressed out leaders to create peace, presence, and profits. Her career began in the world of nonprofits and volunteer leadership, teaching thousands of association staff and volunteers how to reboot for success. Today, she takes the best of her strategic vision, expertise, blends it with mindful leadership practices, and her event background to curate experiential events that change hearts, minds, and companies. Our world has become mindless. Through mindfulness training, Holly works with you to know what mindfulness is and what it is not. Then apply your mindfulness techniques to produce more productive and profitable organizations. Holly was named Meetings Today 2018 Trendsetter for her applied mindfulness work and 2016 Smart Meetings Woman of the Year. Her current book, Mindful Leadership, The Stress-Free Guide to Leadership, is a bestseller in her award-winning book, Control, Alt, Believe, Reboot Your Association for Success, has won two national awards. She believes mindfulness builds leaders and organizations that work for everyone. So welcome to the show, Holly. I'm so excited to have you here. Judy, well, thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. And you really framed up mindfulness so well that Maybe instead of jumping to questions, if you're comfortable with it, I have my singing bowl here. And maybe we can just take a minute wherever we are. I know we're all you know, busy women and a few smart men listening to this show. Why don't we actually have an experience of mindfulness, if you're okay with that? I am very well okay with this. Go for it. So um, I have with me just, it's just a singing bowl and you could use a bell, you could use a little song or something that, that inspires you. We're going to ring this bowl three times and it's going to give us the opportunity to just breathe in and breathe out. And I'll just guide you through three singings of it and, and three and three breaths to just bring us fully into this beautiful new opportunity we have to be powerful women and powerful sales professionals. Just take a minute and breathe in and breathe out. Bring your attention fully wherever you are. If you're listening to this in your kitchen, in your office, in your car, be here now. On the in-breath, just remember the good that life is. And on the out-breath, let out any stress that you might be experiencing. you, Judy. I just think sometimes it's such a beautiful way to start a conversation as a sales professional, as a busy woman in business, to bring everybody fully, as you said, mindfully, fully present into the podcast, the interview, the sales conversation. So thanks for indulging me and your listeners in that opportunity for all of us to get here fully on your show. 
Oh, I love this. Thank you so much, because I do believe that it actually just centers us all right now. So I thank you for that. Let's talk about the importance of being present. Why is it so important? And why do people have such difficulty doing that? You know, it's so interesting. We live in a world, I say, of bigger, better, faster, and more. And uh, I think this experience of 2020 is inviting us to to look at, is that the way we want to live? Uh, for so many of us, that first three months of the year was the mirror of everything we've been doing in our lives. Run, 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 bigger, faster, more, 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 more kids, more school, more work, more houses, more jobs, more, more, more. And as you said in the intro so eloquently, it, it really has put us in a position where we, we were fearing the future or fearing the past or confused or overwhelmed or exhausted that this time, even in its awkward and its discomfort, really is inviting us to remember that we only have this now moment and how do we become fully present to it and the other piece of the, the definition of mindfulness that I would, would add for your listeners is also that place of non-judgment. Mm. How can we let go of the busy, let go of the overwhelm, and also not judge ourselves as, oh, we're not enough because we didn't do this 75th sales call, or we're not enough because we didn't write the article, or we're not enough. Like, be in the present moment without judgment. That, that's the gift of real, true presence. And I, I love to you know, remind your listeners that your presence is your greatest present. So we need to, in our, in our go forward life, as we're reimagining and rebooting um, what we want to create personally and professionally, recognize that you know, if we're stressed, we bring more stress into our world. If we can continue to practice calm, joy, happiness, the more calm, joy, and happiness we'll bring into our lives. You know, it's very interesting to me that now with everybody having their watch where they can read all their emails or their texts or whatever, people feel that they're still being present because all they're doing is glancing down. I find it very rude, actually, you know, because if what I'm saying is not important to you, then why are we even sitting opposite each other or, you know, virtually now? But I also think that when you're not present, you miss out on a vital piece of information that someone maybe a new client is telling you or something that's really bothering your spouse or what's happening with a child if you're not present. So how can you get somebody to start focusing on being present? I mean, I think it would be great if we could all take a moment before dinner or take a moment, you know, when everybody gets back into the same room and just say, let's take a few minutes and breathe. But I know a lot of families won't do that. So is there something that we can get people to just simply focus on the present and be invited into someone else's thought process and inviting them into yours. I'm smiling here so much because in that sentence you said could, should, and won't, which are which are such beautiful words for the reality of life. And I again I think that's why this pandemic for me, I'm busier than I've ever been, is because what if we took all the coulds and the shoulds and the won'ts and said, why not? Why mm-hmm. what what if it didn't have to be this way? And navigated that little moment of awkward to say, you know, wait, family, wait, coworkers, you know, wait, boss, let's, let's, let's do the breath. And you don't have to do a singing bowl. You don't have to make it fancy, but like, okay, let, let's be, be here now, you know, and, and just in your own practice, invite friends, family, colleagues into your practice. And that's where I think uh, mindfulness sometimes can be a little bit of a, a trip up word for folks is, is sometimes it, it launches people into religious traditions or spiritual traditions, or I've got to go sit on a yoga mat you know, on the back of everyday mindfulness from chaos to calm in a crazy world that says no yoga mat required. I teach what I call applied mindfulness. These are 
little things you can do in two to five minutes. Like you just talked about that breath. Mm-hmm. Now let, let's make a, a shared agreement, a shared commitment. We're going to be here for the 30 minute sales meeting or the, the 45 minute dinner, whatever it is. And you know, like if we all agree to be in this time fully present, we can have the conversations we need to have, make the decisions we need to make. And it actually improves your customer experience, your employee experience, and results in higher caliber sales, higher caliber relationships, because now the meeting is truly starts on time. And I joke, it ends early rather than, oh, you, what do you mean? You weren't here. You didn't make this. You didn't, you know, you don't have to repeat yourself as much. This is the opportunity for us to reinvent and reimagine those personal and professional relationships. So the could becomes we have to, the should becomes we did, and the won't becomes, wow, what a great, great opportunity. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that there, I have a rule in my home that, and my kids are grown and out. So when they are here, and the same with my husband, we, I do not allow any electronics at the table. No, no phone, no watch, no tablet, no nothing. Because if we can't be present 30 minutes, then what's the point? And because we don't all live in one home, we don't have the opportunity to always just be with each other. And so that is a rule. And my kids are grown, like I said. And so they always look at me like, I know, mom, put it down. But they do it. They do it. And maybe it's in you know, respect for me, but actually the conversations are so full that it's, it's great. And I love it. So I think that that's a perfect, a perfect way for me in my house to do it. But I want to move this to more of a business thing now, because talk about mindfulness in sales. Most people don't like the idea that, you know, we're all salespeople because we're all selling something, whether it's a product, a service or ourselves. How does mindfulness make sales more interesting and not as salesy, you know, when you are actually being mindful? Well, Judy, I love what you said there about, about making, making the rule of no, no technology. And that, that's actually one of the key pieces of being a mindful leader or a mindful salesperson is maybe not so much a rule, but maybe so much the invitation. And mm-hmm. I, I would invite your listeners as, as you're starting to infuse mindfulness and implement this, even today, maybe even utilizing that word, you know, would you be open to the invitation to just take a breath with me before we, before we start? we start exploring your, your needs and wants and your product desires that sometimes I know the energy of a lot of my salespeople that I coach is go, 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 you know, like, like you tend to be a little hard driving and a little competitive that that word, it's, you know, it's an invitation uh, to try mindfulness today. And, you know, mindfulness really, um, I say there's seven practices to be a mindful sales professional. One of them, of course, is that integration of technology, but I think it even goes back to before the sale, which is that idea of being curious being willing to discover, could this work? How could it work? And especially right now, because your people, no matter if you're selling jewelry or if you're selling cars or you're selling groceries, all of your people are coming at you with increased levels of anxiety, which means Mm -hmm. you've got to gently bring down that wall to get into their, their pocketbook, their head and into their heart to get them to sell. And that means you need to be fully with them. And it starts for me with the word intention. How will you put your energy in motion with each and every interaction that, that you have, whether it's a, an actual sales conversation or an HR conversation, budgeting conversation. Right now, it's how will you put your energy in motion? And in the absence of doing that, where we put our, our intention on, make the sale, make the sale, make the sale. Right now, there's a lot of different industries and a lot of different places in the ability to sell. So 
everything in mindfulness as a, as a leader, as a, as a homemaker, as a woman, I believe starts with intention. How will you put your energy in motion? You're going to be kind. You use the word focused. Are you going to be beautiful? Are you going to be joyful? Are you going to be happy? And take a minute to feel that energy within us. If this pandemic has taught us nothing, it's that so much of our world has conditioned us not to feel. Run, 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 run. We had a hard stop. We, we felt the grief and the sadness and the frustration. And for many of us, we still are feeling the anxiety and overwhelm of it. Well, now, now that we can feel, we get to choose how are we going to feel moving into the new reality. And that how are you going to feel in your new reality as a sales professional, whether you sell hotel rooms or you're selling retail clothing, how are you going to be in the process? Because your beingness creates your doingness. And we, we say it, it, mindful sales training, who are you being when you are selling? Mm. That, that's a great, that. great place to start. I love that. So with all the things that are changing at warp speed, even though we had this, you know, hard stop, and then we started slow, 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 and we're now moving up again. And it's every day, it changes every night, it changes. Do you think that leaders have to take on some new qualities that maybe they didn't have before? in order to be more mindful and in order to be able to, like you said, invite their teams to be part of this new environment? Is this a new level of leadership that we're, that we're looking to? Well, everything old is new again. We, we've, mm-hmm. I, I frame up mindfulness as new thoughts on ancient wisdom. And in the 1970s is really when John Kabat-Zinn and Sharon Salzberg brought mindfulness over from the Eastern tradition and really did strip away a lot of the, the religious and spiritual aspects and really made it a secular practice. And so, yeah, I think some of those new thought ancient skills that we need to bring back into our lives are things like, I say, ears on your heart. How do you, how do you listen? And listen from this place of being fully present, because not everybody's going to have the same words to articulate what they feel, what they need, what they want, what they desire. I'm having that space of empathy and compassion that these skills are simple, but they're, they're not always easy, but they can be a strategic advantage as a salesperson selling into this new economic reality. Interesting. So what advice would you share with women that are in leadership positions or even emerging leaders in this different environment, in this environment that we're trying to be more mindful and present, what would you say to them? You know, there's two practices I think right now that people could try. And the first one is uh, one of the seven practices, which is know your beliefs. So it is done unto us as we believe, right? Makes us be alive. As you're re-emerging in your sales process, some of you may already be back to work fully. Some of you may be hybrid working from home and partly out making your sales calls. What is it you believe about this process? Because that, that much like your intention is going to be those seeds that you plant in the possibility of. So if you're saying, you know what, I don't believe I can really sell this $10,000 widget because it's too expensive in this marketplace and nobody has money, then you're, you're creating that seed of nobody has money. And no matter how many doors you knock on or calls that you make or emails that you send, that belief is going to come back to you. It's done unto you as you believe. So right now I would really implore you no matter where you are in your career to take a minute and maybe you know get out a post-it note or a quick piece of paper and I, I have an activity I call belief 1.0 belief 2.0 belief 1.0 is what do you believe right now about who you're being as you're selling the products that you're selling and your customer and just you know in the privacy of your own office or, or home office 
write down what you believe. And then look at that and say, is that what I want to believe? Is that positive? Is that creating the life that I want? And then look at column two, and I call that belief 2.0. What do you want to believe? And how can you reframe those things up to be the things that you want to believe? You know what? I believe my product sells with ease and effortless. I believe my product delivers joy. I believe my sales process is fun and a great adventure for curiosity and discovery. In Sell More, Stress Less, 52 Tips to Become a Mindful Sales Professional, we released this book in December. We give sales professionals each week a story, one of these kinds of questions for consideration and an affirmation. So once you've done step one, belief, what do you believe? Then step two can be an affirmation. You know, so much of the news right now, I know you're hearing it, Judy, is mindset, mindset, mindset. Mm-hmm. One way we can align to a mindful mindset is to set an affirmation. And as your show's coming out, we have an affirmation for every week. And I think this is going to come out about week 29 of the year. And our affirmation for that week from the book is, I have fun when I demonstrate my product and service to my prospect. I do this in such a way that they are assured to see, feel, and know the value my product brings into their world. And then you, you, know, you say that affirmation and you put the post-it note above your desk or on your bathroom mirror or in your car as you're driving to work. But those two tips, you know, if you activate those right now, having, getting clear about what you believe, making your beliefs positive, and then affirming with a short, simple, positive, present tense statement, you can transform your work even this week. I love it. Love, love, love it. I think affirmations are very powerful. We used to have an affirmation jar when my kids were little and every day they'd pull something out and they'd read it out loud and that's how they would start their day. And it was always fun because some of them were goofy, of course, and some of them were you know, really pointed and they loved it. They loved it. And of course, you put them back into another jar and you start all over again and just means so much each time because you're at a different point in your life every time you read something. So I love that. Love, love, love. So how can our listeners get connected with you and find out all the amazing things that you're doing and learn more about being mindfulness? Well, Judy, the easiest way is go to leadershipsolutionsintl.com. That's kind of my gateway page to all of the offerings, um, including mindful sales training. And uh, we'll put in the show notes. I have a digital download I'd love to give your listeners. It's called the Mindful Sales Mini Professional Poster. And it's a one-page downloadable that has all seven steps. Today, we were able to go over three, but we'll share that mini poster um, as our gift to your listeners and they can download that as the show notes. Absolutely. Love, love, love it. Well, Holly, I want to thank you so much for sharing the mic with me. You have such great information. You changed the way that we all started our day. So I love that as well. And I'm excited to create some new adventures together. Thank you so much. Remember, mindful matters, and so do you, Judy. Thank you. And I want to leave everyone with this quote from Larry Ellison. See things in the present, even if they are in the future. I thank you all for listening to our discussion where we share some extraordinary guests, some ideas for your business, and ways to stand out as the amazing women that you are. Now, make sure you stay connected with us. And remember, women want to be treated equally, not identically. Until next time, this is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.